as God intended. Let's go. Welcome, healers, to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I am your host, Dr. Brian Artis, and thank you so much for listening. Remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network and via recorded podcast at americaoutloud.com on the iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora networks. Just download the America Out Loud phone app for Apple, Android, or Alexa, whatever you need to listen at your leisure. Looking for Healing Radio is sponsored by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference integrity and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. Healers, we have a great show for you today. I'm very excited to spend this entire time with you. There will be times in the future where I will invite guests on here and do interviews, but there's just so much uh, going on in the world as far as my reviewing what's being propagandized and marketed throughout the world, as far as health news, health alerts, health alarms, panic, concern in the mainstream media. It's so pervasive that it just continues to force me to want to go destroy that narrative and go into the media, then take that information and go into the published literature and find out how in the world can I help audiences and individuals around the world from being deceived. To be led astray into deceit, frustration, mystery, worry, complexity. Uh, health is not that complex, but man, do they make it out to seem that way. So what I'm going to do today in this show is I'm going to actually just review with you currently what is in the news today. For example, I'm going to pick two mainstream articles. Now, when I do this, I'm doing this as a review for you so you know how my mind works and why it is I'm focusing on this kind of show that I'm going to do for you today. All right, so on Fox News Health, I just decided to go to Fox News Health and find out what is Fox News publishing on their health websites today as the top articles of the day. What do people need to know? And right out of the gate, this is the first thing that shows up under their health uh, tag. Pregnancy perils. Pregnant women struggle to find care in maternity deserts, new study finds, and we need support. All right. So now pregnant women can't get help in maternity wards. There's nobody there to help them. There, there's not enough assistance in healthcare, nursing staff, hospital staff to assist pregnant women. They're being left alone. Uh, then the next article on their, on their homepage on health or health page is cystic fibrosis patients. Uh, they're talking about new studies there. And then nine hours ago, they published nose picking found to spread COVID-19 among health workers, new study says. And then the third article is antibiotic resistance is on the rise. Doctors warn, quote, this is an enormous problem. And then the next one is titomy, an oral birth control pill has been recalled and the FDA warns that reduced efficacy may result in unexpected pregnancies. And then they talk about the new NIH director, Dr. Gene Marazzo, to succeed Fauci as the top infectious disease ep expert. Then they talk about new AI, artificial intelligence, ultrasound tech is first to land FDA approval to help with uh, that. And then uh, 
Then the next article is cases of leprosy. Historically uncommon in the U.S. is now surging in central Florida, the CDC says. All right. And then they get to Los Angeles County community is under quarantine due to invasive Tau fruit fly. Great numbers of women, is the next article, are dying from alcohol-related conditions, study finds. Georgia resident dies, is the next article, from rare brain-eating amoeba found in freshwater lakes. Then the next one. Lead and other metal contaminants increase heart disease risk, the American Heart Association warns, and we need to do better, is their quote. And then the next article is, COVID hospitalizations are on the rise and could signal late summer wave, says the CDC. And then the article just before that is errors in disease diagnosis lead to nearly 800,000 deaths and disabilities in the United States each year. And then the very next statement or next article is dementia, depression, connection, early sadness can lead to later cognitive issue studies find. Then the next article is CDC is likely to recommend annual COVID booster shots, the director says. And then the next article, mysterious illness triggered by tick bite could affect thousands, yet many doctors are unaware of it. And then the next article is kids are behind on vaccines. As heat wave rises, heart attacks risk goes up and girl dinners trend sparks concern. Oh my goodness. And then COVID air monitor from scientists can detect virus in indoor settings within settings within five minutes. Ask me how I feel about that one. COVID air monitor. Okay. Heart attack death risk can double during heat waves and high pollution study finds. These are examples of all the damn articles out there to create massive anxiety and panic. I mean, listen, to these. this is on one. This is on Fox News Health. Okay. Many, this is the next one. Many young kids are not getting life-saving vaccine study finds concerning trend. The next one is Salmonella outbreak linked to ground beef in Northeast sickens 16 and hospitalizes six. Oh my gosh. Colorado now reports its first West Nile virus outbreak ever. Okay. So these are examples of what's on Fox News right now. Now I'm going to run through these because you need to know what drives me to do this show, Looking for Healing Radio show. And this is why myself, Dr. Henry Ely, Nicola Burnett, and Dr. Janice Schmidt are committed every week, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, to do this show every week from here on out. Why? Because the crap they're going to continue to throw at you is all of these threats are out there in the environment, and you, it's creating more of a risk and concern by health officials, and all you're going to continue to hear is vaccines, drugs, vaccines, screen tests, medical stuff. It's just ridiculous. All right, now let's look at what CNN Health is saying and reporting today. All right, first article, FDA approves first postpartum depression pill in the United States. And then the next one, nearly half of U.S. adults are interested in using weight loss drugs. New Kaiser Permanente FF poll finds. That's interesting. Just so y'all know, if you haven't been paying attention to Looking for Healing Radio, my last two Monday shows, or last two out of the last three shows I've done, we're all about these drugs that they're talking about in this article. And this article reads, half of the United States is wanting people in the United States, half of the adults in the United States are looking for drugs for weight loss. Why? You ate yourself into being overweight. Why are you looking for a drug to save you? And remember, the drugs they're talking about are called Ozempic and Wegovy, even in this article. 
known to cause thyroid cancers within one to three years because the drug is made from Gila monster lizard venom. Next article on CNN News, two people caught swine flu after visiting pig exhibits at agricultural fairs, the CDC reports. All right, so now we're worried about swine flu because two people ended up at a fair and then supposedly now have swine flu from pigs. All you got to be concerned. Just y'all remember 20 years ago, they said there was going to be a swine flu outbreak all over the world. It never happened and it never will. So don't worry about this. Now, the next article is the CDC recommends new preventative RSV shot for all infants. Oh, my God. Respiratory syncytial virus shot for all infants. Yeah. How many more shots can we give our children? And then warning signs for West Nile virus are starting to flash on the West Coast, experts say. That's interesting because the West Nile claims on Fox News were in Florida. Here on CNN, it's on the West Coast. So just so you all know, this is the kind of crap you're being told all day long. So the whole purpose of this show today at Looking for Healing Radio, I wanted to kind of set the stage for why it is I'm motivated to do these kind of shows. Uh, This show today is going to be about helping to take the stress, panic, worry, and fear-mongering they create through mainstream media. Please don't read these articles. That's ridiculous. They're going to continue to scare you and make you believe the only solution is a vaccine or a drug the pharmaceutical industry has created for you. Thank you, pharmaceutical industry, for saving all of our lives. Okay, so what I'm going to do in this show today is actually relate to you several books and then, if, and then one article from Reader's Digest that's actually online. I'm going to actually start with the Reader's Digest version because I have seven minutes left in this. But in the second and third segment, I'm going to take you through a couple books because I think it's going to be helpful for the audience to understand why does Dr. Artis think the way he does? Why doesn't he get scared? Why doesn't he panic? Why isn't he in fear and anxiety and panic? Why is he, why is he not on Xanax and Prozac like the rest of us? or on lorazepam or whatever else they're prescribing for anxiety and panic. I'm going to share with you some of the books that over the last 20 years, I'm just going to share a few of the things in these books and who wrote them. And I'm going to read a few things out of these books to help you understand why it is I think the way I do, why I have remained healthy the way that I am, why it is I have been able to resist the poisonings that are occurring around the world right now, why it is I'm being targeted and other people are being targeted and how we've survived without fear, panic, or worry, and why it is we never had to count on science or drugs to beat it or to handle the stress that could be obviously projected on me or instilled inside of me. All right, so number one, there's a few basic things that I need you to grasp. Number one, not all healing comes from a drug. Number two, not all healing comes from a pill of any kind, including supplements. Not all healing comes from grounding, Not all healing comes from eating a nutritious diet. I'm going to share with you some of the basics that keep me healthy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But I want to share some of these stories to help you understand as they continue to tell you, you have to rely on drugs and they continue to push this fear narrative on you. I want to show you that there are examples of people who can heal themselves of any condition, including as bad as they get cancers without drugs. And the healing never came from a drug, even if they were being treated with drugs. So these are some of the stories I would like to share from this Reader's Digest. It's going to actually set the stage for what I'm going to share with you in episode, uh, sorry, in the second and third segment of this show. All right. So on Reader's Digest right now is an article from June of 2022 titled The Seven Miraculous Stories About the Power of Healing Prayers. The actual top of the article reads, religions throughout history have sought to heal through prayer. 
read on these stories of sick individuals who offered up their requests for healing and found themselves astounded by the answers. Number one, titled story is Have Faith in Your Heart. When I was 35, I would get tired all the time. Whenever it happened, I would wait for the feeling to pass, even if that meant I had to pull over while I was driving and take a quick nap. During a routine checkup, I told the doctor I struggled with exhaustion. She checked my heart and blood pressure, discovering I had low heart rate. She sent me for an EKG, and they immediately sent me to the hospital. During the 72-hour monitoring period, I had to lay down 14 times because I was fatigued. I was diagnosed with a slow heartbeat. All I could do was pray and hope that when I had my appointment a few weeks later with a top heart specialist, my report would have good news. I shared the story with my church, and we all prayed. This was a year after my sister had to get open heart surgery, and I cried a lot, thinking that I would have to go through the same thing my sister did. When the day came for my appointment with the specialist, he said, quote, With all of these symptoms, you will need a pacemaker, but you are very young, and I want to see you again in a year. End quote. Two months later, I was no longer feeling symptoms. My heart rate is steady, and I don't get tired anymore. My checkup confirmed that my heart rate was normal, and I didn't need a pacemaker after all. I have never had heart issues again. This is Yamil McBride, 41 years old in North Carolina. All right, miraculous story. Do you know what she would have been diagnosed with? A congestive heart failure, a weak heart rate, being put on a pacemaker for AFib or tachycardia to manage heart rhythm. But she asked her church to pray for her, and a miraculous healing occurred. The next story is titled, A Powerful Legacy of Healing. When I was three months old, I developed spinal meningitis, which is an infection in your spinal cord, by the way. I was given my last rites, and I was told I would not make it through the night when she was three months old. The prayer chain went out that night, and my parents, who maintained a strong Catholic faith, never left my side. The morning came, and the doctors were amazed by my progress. Even though I survived, my parents were told that it would be a long time to see what the prognosis may be for my quality of life. I was never supposed to walk or talk and potentially have mental impairment. My parents and my family kept their faith, and by the will of God, I survived and thrived throughout my childhood and into adulthood with minimal sickness. Fast forward to five years ago, at the age of 34, I was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer. I am the first in my family to ever experience breast cancer. Once again, the prayer chain went out. I went through many treatments and was was able to stay cancer-free for four years. Then this past spring of 2017, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer that metastasized to my lungs. It was one of the hardest times in my life. However, when the team of doctors and the amazing support of my family and friends and faith, my cancer is shrinking and accepting my treatments. I say the rosary every morning, giving thanks for God's healing. I am a true believer in putting everything in God's hands. Helen Peligi. 39 years old in Pennsylvania. Now, this is the third story, the power of a mother's prayer. Now, the reason why I want to share this story is because one of the books I'm going to share with you, and the reason why I'm sharing these stories about prayer is there's a doctor very well known in the mainstream media, been on Oprah Winfrey for years, has been an aide to many stars in the world, but his name is Deepak Chopra. And he wrote a book a couple of decades ago called The Quantum Healing. And all of it has to do with his shifting from the American medical model of surgery is the only way you can heal to actually watching people pray over his patients after surgery and then miraculously recovering. And it was the only thing he said that was different between those who died and those who actually recovered and lived were the prayers of loved ones and friends. So this one's titled The Power of a Mother's Prayers. I had been taking my three-year-old daughter, Emily, to the doctor and even a specialist because I suspected something wasn't right for her blood work coming back fine. Finally, one night she was breathing so abnormally that I brought her to the emergency room. I thought she had pneumonia, but the ER doctor knew something was really wrong. 
The doctors weren't sure how she was still breathing. I told them it must be a sign God wasn't going to take her. I was later told, had I not gone to the emergency room, she would have died in her sleep that night. Now, just so y'all know, medical doctors will say that all the time, and they're flat out lying. They don't have a clue when you're going to die. Only God does. We soon learned she had high-risk stage 4 cancer. We were in the hospital 78 days straight. She had a chest tube for weeks and kept getting infections. I prayed for her like I've never prayed before. She was on every prayer list you could imagine. I was told over and over again, God only gives you what you can handle. Although it was meant to be supportive, I found it to be like a hurtful phrase, as if because of my strength, my daughter was victimized by my cancer. As an alternative, a friend told me, quote, God gives you what you can't handle, so you have to rely on him. My daughter is now thriving 11-year-old. I call her my miracle kid because that's what she is. This is Tara, age 40, from New Jersey. All right. Remember, everybody, you can listen and learn from me, Dr. Brian Artis, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, and Dr. Janice Schmidt every Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific. And go to our show page on AmericaOutloud.com to submit a health question we can all answer on Friday. On Looking for Healing Radio, we're always here for you. Stay tuned. After the break, we'll be right back, and I'm going to actually introduce you to a couple of books and authors that actually changed my entire perspective on different aspects of healing both in general and then towards just cancers alone. And I want to share with you some of the insights in these books that shifted my reality. And I realized that the principles I was learning in these books are exactly what allowed me to be such a great healer for many people in my practice for years when I could convey these concepts to them. And then also the same belief systems and understandings and knowledge in these books is what allowed me to heal myself my wife, my kids of various issues they've come up with ever since without the need of medication or any kind of pharmaceutical assistance. We'll be right back. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the Energetical Healing Institute family and let's make tomorrow amazing. Go to www.energetichealthinstitute.org. All right, so we're going to continue this discussion from the first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the small break there. Uh, first thing I want to, I introduced a Dr. Deepak Chopra earlier in his book, Quantum Healing. We're going to wait for that one until the, the, the actual third episode. In the second episode, because of the stories I just shared of people's ability to utilize prayer and seeing the miraculous effects of their loved ones or themselves being cured of cancers with prayer, I want to share with you a book that I read about 10 years ago. And it literally sh shifted everything about reality of how cancers occur in the human body. 
If you guys want to buy the book and read it, that's great. But I'm going to share some highlights from this book today in this segment, actually. So the book is called The Only Answer to Cancer, Defeating the Root Cause of All Disease. So remember, we're trying to establish for all patients worldwide and audiences members worldwide through this Looking for Healing radio show, we want to make sure all of you are understanding and have access to what it is we, the doctors who are hosting this show and presenters that host this show each day, what it is that shaped our reality to build confidence and faith in us that we could actually overcome any symptom, any disease on our own without the need of other doctors, without the other need of other specialists treatments, modalities, you name it. This was one of those. All right. So the only answer to cancer, uh, defeating the root cause of all illness. The author's name is Dr. Leonard Caldwell. Now, one of my favorite, the preface of his book, the reason why I said one of my favorites, one of my favorite like chapter titles, it's not even a chapter, it's the preface. The preface to the book reads by Dr. Leonard Caldwell. There are no incurable diseases only incurable people. Let me reread that. There are no incurable diseases, only incurable people. All right. And I'm going to read a little bit of this preface, not from the beginning, just a little subpart of this preface. And it is titled, The Day My Life Changed Forever. And actually, I do want to go back, I think, to the very beginning. Okay, because this is going to set the stage for why it is he wrote this book. And this is what he says in the very beginning of the preface. When I was seven years old, I remember my mother crying constantly from intense pain. I watched helplessly as doctors gave her painkillers and shots so that she would be more comfortable. Due to complications from gallbladder surgery performed by a medical doctor, my mother developed liver cirrhosis of the worst kind. Her liver was inflamed and she was constantly in horrible pain. When I turned 12, my mother's liver cirrhosis progressed into terminal liver cancer. So that was just five years later. The doctors gave her a maximum of two years to live. They stated there was no hope. No one had ever recovered from this kind of advanced cancers. The doctors suggested that she had to learn to live with the pain and make the best out of the time she had left. Imagine what this meant to a little boy like him. All I could think about was if my mother would still be alive when I got home from school that day. In fact, the first thing I would do when I got home from school was open my mother's bedroom door to see if she was still alive. I would do this every morning as well before he would leave for school. What a rough existence for a 7 to 12-year-old. While she was in the hospital, I was constantly worried. I was afraid that my mother would die. I cried more during this time of my life than any other time. The mother, My mother and I only had each other. My biological father had left us because he did not want a sick wife. It was probably best that he left because he abused my mother and made our lives miserable. We were better off without him, but we were financially really poor. With no means of financial support, I became the sole breadwinner for our family at age 12. I cleaned restaurants before school and worked in a sandwich shop after school. It was the only way that I could put food on the table and a roof over our heads. I also paid for medical treatment and alternative therapies that the health insurance did not cover. We had nothing to lose. The medical profession had completely given up on my mother and refused to treat her anymore. The only things they gave her were painkillers. Of course, my experience with the pharmaceutical and medical profession occurred in Germany. Things may have turned out differently if we were living elsewhere, but there is no way to tell now. I tried desperately to find a cure for my mother's cancer. We tried everything from alternative medicine to homeopathy to healers from all over the world. Nothing seemed to work. I read every book about healing that I could get my hands on. I went to countless seminars, studied herbs, hypnotherapy, and tried all kinds of medical alternative therapies, even new age stuff. I was desperate to help my mother and was willing to try anything. I did try it all, believe me. 
I was constantly experimenting on my mother. It was trial and error. We had nothing to lose. Finally, our, our, our retired family doctor sat down with me to explain the functions and connections regarding medicine. She studied with me, explained medical procedures, and helped me to understand the way of medical thinking and theories. While studying naturopathic medicine, I discovered that new age stuff, stuff does not work. Unfortunately, neither does modern medicine. But if we combine our forces of natural healing and the result-producing knowledge of modern medicine, we can create the perfect way to health. That just sets the stage for this guy's experience throughout his life. Now, I want to share with you what occurred and what he writes in the preface, the day that changed his life forever. And the reason why I want to share this with you is because each of you have had a moment in your life where your reality changed forever. So let me read this to you. My, my grandmother was very close to me. She was a good church-going woman who has raised seven children and worked with mentally handicapped children most of her life. She brought all of them through the horrors of the Second World War, being a refugee alone without my grandfather. He was put in a Nazi concentration camp because he denied hanging Jewish people on Hitler's order. My grandmother spent her entire life, even after retirement, caring as a nurse for mentally retarded children. For over 28 years, she had an enlarged cancerous lymph node in her breast. It did not grow. It did not hurt. However, during an unnecessary and dangerous so-called routine check, the doctors scared her into surgery. That's what they always do. They work with the fear of death, their most powerful marketing trick. This is exactly what they did during COVID, all you listeners out there. I'm not reading the book anymore. They scared you with numbers of people dying around the world and that you are going to die unless you get our vaccines. This is their greatest marketing trick and the most powerful, as he mentions here. There is nothing more powerful than a medical doctor looking at you. I'm not reading from the book here. When they look at you and go, you know what? You have cancer. You have six months to live. Um, medical doctors are not gods, but man, the people who believe these statements are looking at these people in white coats like they are the resurrected Messiah or God himself standing in front of you. And you, you people need to let that stuff go. All of you got to let that go. They're just humans like you and me. My beloved grandmother, he continues, had no problems for 28 years with that mass in her breast. Nothing had ever bothered her and there was no acceptable reason for surgery, chemotherapy or radiation. But they did it all. My grandmother said later that she did not understand what the doctors were telling her. She was just scared. In the hands of experts who spoke to her in a way she could not understand, she agreed to surgery. They assured her that everything would be fine. The most horrible slaughter that I've ever seen began. Two weeks after the surgery, chemo and radiation crime started. My grandmother did not even look like herself anymore. During a visit in the hospital, I passed her in the hall without recognizing her. She was full of unbearable pain. Her hair and fingernails had fallen off, the long, beautiful hair that she was so proud of. Her arm was swollen four times its original size. It later did not even fit into the coffin. Her entire skin was ripped open. Blood and mucus was coming, all, coming out all over her skin. This woman, who was so admired for her strength, energy, and power, all of a sudden looked a hundred years older in just weeks. Those who saw her could not hold back the tears. My grandmother finally died a horrible death after a long history of new surgeries and new unproven drugs. You see, when the medical profession is at the end of its usual poisoning and cutting, they come up with the story of the new drugs that are still in research and pump people full of new chemicals. They always say that it's too late for that patient, but the research could help others in the future. So my grandmother 
gave them the okay to put untested new poison into her body. Just like the COVID-19 vaccine agenda. These are experimental. I'm not reading the book anymore. These are experimental, but all of you should get these shots, even though they're experimental, because it will protect others in the future. No, it won't. Uh, It's so ridiculous. All right, I continue. In her coffin, my grandmother looked like a 6,000-year-old mummy. When my mother asked the doctor what was going on with my grandmother, he answered, quote, we didn't know it would happen that fast, end quote. My mom and I yelled nearly simultaneously. You didn't know what would happen, question mark. Our next question was, then why did you do it to her? The stumbling answer was the typical excuse that they had tried to save her life. Then the doctor said we had to accept it. I told them he had to take responsibility for my grandmother's death, at which point they threw me out of the hospital. Oh my God, this I'm not reading anymore. This is exactly what happened to me with my father-in-law, my wife's dad in February of 2020. At which point they threw me out of the hospital. I continue. I am absolutely convinced that if my grandmother had never had a mammogram in the first place, she would still be alive today or at least lived another 20 years. Remember, my grandmother was completely fine before she went and gave herself into the hands of the medical profession. She even still had regular periods. Then within days, she started to die over a period of two years. That was the day I lost the trust, confidence, and belief in the medical profession. Beginning that day, I started to collect from other people all kinds of life stories about what the medical profession did to them. Stories like my grandmother seemed to be repeated over and over again. My grandmother could not understand the doctors with their secret language. Then they abused the trust of my my grandmother had in them. Plus, the doctors constantly told her not to worry, that everything would be fine. The possible side effects only happened to 1 in 50,000 patients. What a blatant lie. Now, I'm going to continue here because, remember, this entire radio show is called Looking for Healing Radio. As a result of this life-shattering reality shift for Dr. Caldwell with his grandmother's experience, the next part of this preface reads, with a bold title, 93% success rate with cancer. The Bad Nindendorf Institute for Medical Statistics concluded and published, quote, Our research shows that Dr. Leonard Caldwell worked with over 35,000 patients with cancer and other terminal diseases, and it is our conclusion that he has the highest cancer cure rate of all research therapists in the world. His success rate with cancer patients that had no orthodox medical treatment before using Dr. Caldwell's system is 92.3%. That should astound all of you listening right now. It continues, the Berlin Health Institute conducted two clinical studies and came to a similar conclusion in the effectiveness of the instinct-based medicine system. Their Their conclusion was also that NPL, hypnotism, meditation, One other techniques do not even have 10% of the effectiveness of Dr. Leonard Caldwell's instinct-based medicine system is to purposes of easier reading from now on called in the book IBSM, IBMS, trademarked, stands for stress reduction system. Our studies concluded that the 20-minute IBMS stress reduction sessions equal the relaxation, regeneration, and healing of a deep restful sleep of seven to eight hours. He continues, remember, there is no magic pill, no magic healer, not secret treatment, herb, or supplements that can cure you, but there is a much greater magic within each and every one of us. The love, energy, and strength, the unlimited power of healing and life itself. 
There is the power of nature, the power of God that creates miracles every single second of our lives. We just need to be willing to acknowledge and use, or even better, let it work for us in our own body and the entirety of our own life. With the deepest understanding, love, hope, and the belief that you can be happy, healthy, and successful. Your new friend, Leonard Caldwell. All right. We have about four minutes left in this segment. I just wanted to read that preface for you to set the stage. There's no one on the planet that has a 93% success rate I've ever read besides this guy. All right. In chapter six, I want to share some highlights out of this chapter six. Chapter six title is your body knows how to cure and prevent cancer. Now I am going to extend to you audiences. If your body knows how to cure and prevent cancer, it knows how to prevent and cure measles, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis. It knows how to beat COVID. You just, you just don't have to worry about this stuff. Okay. Now, so when I say this relates even further than cancer, this guy has a 93% success rate at curing cancer when patients don't do anything orthodox or conventional medical treatments before they used his system, which is nothing more than what's miraculous, in my opinion, what he's figured out. And uh, But let me read a few of these things here. Cancerous cells, or to say it better, mutated and damaged half-dead or dead cells have been in our system from the day we were born. Just so y'all know, I'm not reading. We have cancer cells inside of us our entire life, and our God gave our bodies these antibodies and immune cells to keep cancer cells from thriving, mutating, changing, and it helps destroy them and remove them from your body. The only time you're going to develop cancer is when something suppresses your immune system over time to allow those parts of your immune system that were protective to no longer be able to protect you. Our, I'm going to continue reading. Our immune self-healing and repair system has been used to eliminate those potential cancer-forming cells beginning with our very first breath. Basically, the body prevents cancer by eliminating these old damaged and used up cells. But if the body allows too many damaged cells to accumulate in the system due to lack of energy, acidosis, nutritional deficiency, or toxins... The self-repair and cleanup system is then used to eliminate these potentially cancerous cells the second the conditions change. When the body has more energy, oxygen, less toxins, and the right nutrition, it will repair itself instantly. The fact is, we all get cancer. Statistically, everyone gets cancer at least six times in their life. Everybody at some point will develop cancer in their body, and the body will eliminate it. And you don't need to go to a doctor to figure out how to kill it. It'll do it on its own. You didn't even know you had it. The good news is, is that the masterpiece of nature, our body, is capable and able to clean our system of every malfunction or repair it from any deformation the instant the body gets the chance. You must, you must understand this in order to grasp the reality of healing. All right. Now, I'm going to stop sharing this book and share with you one of the most powerful principles I got out of that book. And if you guys want to read it, you know what it is. The Only Answer to Cancer by Dr. Leonard Caldwell. In that book, with his 93% success rate over 35 years, I believe, at this point in the book, when he's writing this book in clinical practice, seeing thousands of patients around the world, 35,000 of them, he actually says 85 to 86% of all cancers he's ever seen had only one cause, and it didn't matter if it was stage one, two, three, four. He usually only sees the most terminal cancer cases, stage four and worse. He said 86% of all cancers have just one cause cause and one cause only. And I hope you're ready for this. He states it is one toxic relationship to one single human being in your life. And in the book, he explains how he spends the first several days with the patient to identify who this person is that 86% of people have cancer for. 
and he helps them identify who that person is. And then he lays out for them a guarantee that they will be able to eradicate all cancer in their body within a few weeks if they are willing to completely cut that toxic relationship out of their life. We're talking no more emails, no texts, no phone call, no visits. And he talks about it. It is. It could be anybody from your mother to your child, to your spouse, to your boss. You have to get these people out of your life. That is just one basic principle. Then he goes through dietary recommendations in the book and how he helps build up their immune systems from the toxic impacts of stress, dealing with one toxic individual. And then he says about 10% only of people in the entire world that have cancer is because of something toxic in their body causing it. The rest of it is just a human being who is in a toxic relationship with you, the person being diagnosed with cancer, and that that stress over time continues to create an immune deficiency and allows cancer to spread. I'm Dr. Brian Artis. We'll be right back with more from Looking for Healing Radio. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. All right, healers, welcome back. I'm Dr. Brian Artis, and we're discussing how it is that they use mainstream media to project stress, anxiety, and panic. And I, in the first episode, or first segment of this radio show, was sharing the top topics on the various mainstream media's health articles just for this week. And it's astounding at the amount of fear mongering and propaganda they throw at us. And in the second segment, I got into how it is that Dr. Leonard Caldwell and the book, The Only Answer to Cancer, helped to resolve a whole lot of issues for me and helped a deeper understanding of how relationships actually impact our health and his own personal story of how he came to know and doubt mainstream media, or not, sorry, mainstream medicine, and then turned away from that to learn what's the root causes of all illnesses and disease, including cancer. And uh, how he actually had 93% success rate at curing cancers with 35,000 people worldwide. By the time he wrote that book, by the way. 
All right. So what we're going to do here in this segment is I mentioned in the very first segment of these are just a couple of books I'm sharing with the audience today that actually helped to shift my reality that we need drugs, we need surgery, we need hospitals, we need medical doctors to tell us what's wrong with us and to cure us. And that just isn't true. So this is why throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, I was able to articulate to audiences worldwide, you don't have to be afraid of COVID. They're just trying to scare the crap out of you. There's a book I read about 20 years ago called Quantum Healing by Dr. Deepak Chopra. And I'm going to share some of the philosophies and ideals out of his book because this was another just incredible thing for me in the reality of how health occurs, symptoms occurs, disease occurs, and how we as individuals can actually either manifest those diseases to occur or get worsened or to create the power of belief to heal. And this is this is going to be able to relate even to the struggles of people in the last four years with the COVID-19 narrative, and they're submissive in volunteering themselves to experimental drugs like remdesivir in hospitals and to experimental shots that were never proven safe and effective like COVID-19 shots. But the real truth behind this entire radio show is to actually give you some of the key tools I had to read, learn from other experts in the field of health and healing who already learned prior to me learning it even that you don't need drugs and surgery to heal people. And this is coming from medical doctors, not chiropractors like me. I learned these principles from medical professionals who already had had their own journeys of creating doubt that created doubt in big pharma drugs and medicine, and then started building a narrative for them to step out onto a new ledge that healing starts within. So, I'm going to read a little bit from Dr. Deepak Chopra's book called Quantum Healing. We're going to start with chapter 11, and I'm going to fill in some gaps along the way, obviously. But but for you to grasp first, I know people are going to tune into this radio show thinking Dr. Artis, Dr. Ely, Dr. Schmidt, and Nicola Burnett are going to be telling you how to heal yourself, uh, and we have all the answers to your health problems. And no one on the planet has all the answers to life or health but we have studied a lot. In fact, we have a combined over 100 years of clinical experience and research combined between us four hosts here at Looking for Healing Radio. So we really do truly have a lot to offer you. But I want to read to you here. First, I would like to make sure that you guys know there is the power to heal. You have to change your thinking and your belief system around healing. So in Deepak Chopra's book, who is a medical doctor and a surgeon, this is what he wrote. The healers took a simple position in the mind-body debate. Everything they said comes from the mind. It projects the world's ex- okay, it projects the world exactly as a movie projector does. Now I'm going to stop there. I think this is awesome. I said healers. He actually says the rishis, the rishis, whoever that is. I'm sure these are healers of some sort in eastern medicine. But the rishis took a simple position in the mind-body debate. Everything they said comes from the mind. It projects the world exactly as a movie projector does. In the beginning of COVID, people used to ask me, what could they do to help combat COVID? Like at home. Consistently for four years now, I've said the same thing. Turn off your TVs and it will go away. If you turned off the TVs, you won't be afraid of COVID anymore. If you turn off the TVs, they can't project into your mind that there's this deadly virus in the air that's going to cause illness, death, and hospitalization. If you turned off the TV, they can't project this idea into your brain. And if everyone turned off their TVs and their radios during the pandemic, in the first year of the pandemic, the entire narrative would fall apart. 
they would not have been able to keep up the narrative. No one would have believed them. They wouldn't even have been aware. I mean, think about it. If there was no TVs or radio, could have the COVID-19 pandemic even taken place? No, they could have never scared everybody to even be locked down. Well, why would your boss have called you to stay home if there was no TV or radio? It's unfortunate, but they used uh, the mainstream media as a way to control all of us through fear. And they were projecting like a movie projector into your brain, a reality that they only wanted you to believe. The mind does the exact same thing. I'm not reading here. This The mind does the exact same thing. You project in your body health and healing, or you project from your mind into your body sickness, disease, cancer, illness, you name it. All right, so I'm going to stop there. He continues, our bodies are part of the movie, and so is everything that happens to the body. To Arishi, the wonder was not that we can make ourselves sick or well, but that we don't see ourselves doing it. If we could silently witness ourselves, we would see this and more. The very sky, ocean, mountains, and stars would be pouring out of our brains. They all belong in the movie, too. If the Rishi's views are right, then we have been wrong to put so much faith in objective reality. And yet our objective frame of reference doesn't seem wrong. It serves us very well. On the whole, the sky and the stars seem to exist out there, totally independent of us. Are we being fooled by our own movie? To make the Rishi's case, you have to adopt their perspective, which means stepping outside ordinary waking state reality at least slightly. If you can do that, then you begin to appreciate that the mind is indeed a powerful creator. I caught a small but revealing glimpse of this recently. I was in a crowded plane taking off from Bombay. Everything seemed completely normal except that the no smoking fasten your seatbelt sign came back on at the same moment as the steward dashed furiously down the aisle toward the front of the cabin. The pilot announced over the intercom, ladies and gentlemen, please remain seated. We are going to return to Bombay for an emergency landing. His voice betrayed a tremor. As, and as we all sat tensely silent, a young Indian stewardess started sobbing loudly. A few minutes later, we bounced onto the runway, and three fire trucks sped to our side. We could hear their sirens wailing above the engine roaring. Nothing else happened. No explanation was ever given for the incident. The passengers were quickly reboarded onto a different jet, about half elected to stay on the ground. I didn't feel too disturbed during the incident and got on the second plane. The next time I caught a flight, about 10 days later, my mind was at ease. However, as soon as they flashed on the sign, no smoking, fasten your seatbelt, accompanied by that ding sound, my heart started to pound. At first, I couldn't put two and two together. Then I realized that I had created a small conditioned reflex in myself. Pavlov's dog salivated at the sound of a bell, and I sped up my heart rate at almost the same thing. I then noticed that as soon as this explanation dawned on me, my heartbeat went back to normal. For a few seconds, I was present at the birth of one impulse that shaped my reality. It is plausible that I have unwittingly created myself by piling up millions of impulses just like it. These came too fast and furious for me to analyze them, as well as ask a waterfall to analyze its drops. But the real sticking point is that they are so abstract. To the Rishis, the whole world has been built up layer by layer out of sheer abstraction. Because you, listeners, give yourself over to it, a John Wayne Western seems real, even though you know it is just beams of light bouncing off a flat white surface. A dream consists entirely of neurological impulses firing in your brain, but as long as you are in it, you are convinced by its reality. 
everyone is similar with that faint disappointment moment that comes when the dream stops being convincing. Stops being convincing. Instead of flying through the air, you begin to sense that it is only a dream. And after a brief struggle, the waking world comes back. In the same way, the reality you accept in the waking state is known to you only from impulses firing in your brain. When you touch a flower, the act of touching brings together the force and matter fields in your hand with the force and matter fields in the flower. All these fields are highly abstract, yet touch does not seem to abstract to you. You're convinced by it. The Rishas place a huge emphasis on how much we all convince ourselves. A famous parable for this was given by Shankara, the greatest philosophical mind in the Vedic tradition. Now, check this out. This is wonderful. This is exactly what happened during COVID. This is exactly what's happening by every medical professional to you when you're being diagnosed with this situation. So just listen to the parable. A man is walking down the road in the evening and sees a large snake coiled in the dust. This is interesting. I want you all at home. I'm stopping reading now. I want you to think about every time right now when you see somebody walking around with a mask on and you're not wearing one, now that they've dropped the emergency of COVID, think about how you react internally when you see somebody with a mask on. Do you think, oh my God, he's sick? Oh my God, am I going to catch something? Oh my God, is COVID back? Do you have that impulse? All right, so a man is walking down the road. Get back to the story. He's walking down the road in the evening and sees a large snake coiled in the dust. He runs away terrified and stirs up everyone with his cries of snake, snake. The people of his village are also terrified. The women and children don't want to go outside because of the snake. And normal life begins to be overshadowed by everyone's apprehension like a virus with COVID. I continue. Then a brave person resolves to look at this snake. He asks the first person to take him to it. And when they get there, what they find is not a snake, but a rope coiled up in the middle of the road. All our fears, Shankara said, have been built up from just such a delusion. In fact, nothing real can be separated from what we tell ourselves is real. This line of reasoning is not specifically Indian. It can be easily adapted to a modern frame of reference. Think of what happens when two bar magnets come together with their north poles facing each other. The magnetic field repels them apart. If these were thinking magnets, they would feel something solid in between themselves. They would create touch out of an abstraction, just as we all do. The reason why, when you touch it, an object feels soft, hard, ragged, smooth, etc., is that such an interpretation is made in your brain. Essentially, the five senses are just tools. Touch is really the brain reaching out into the world using specialized nerve cells to register certain information, a very narrow band. We must remember, which is entirely different from what a snake touches when its tongue flicks the air. All right. Now I want to, he continues in this chapter, but he's going to start telling a story about a late, a girl, a young girl who develops heart palpitations, arrhythmias, is diagnosed with a, 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 a congestive heart failure. And as she's being seen by one medical doctor after another with extreme palpitations, heart palpitations, I'll tell you what she has. She's been doing this for a long time, being treated for heart condition. She comes home for summer vacation and horrified her parents by clutching her chest one evening at dinner. This is after she's being treated for many, many months or even years. She came home for summer vacation, horrified by her parents, by her clutching her chest one evening at dinner. She started to hyperventilate so severely that her mother went scurrying to find a paper bag for her to breathe into. Within a few minutes, she felt violent heart palpitations, began to vomit, and eventually passed out. Her parents sat up with her all that night and many nights to come. 
Since there was nothing more than her doctors could do because they told her there was nothing else they could do, the family cast about for other approaches. They hit upon a new story about Ayurveda. And, all, and one July day, all three, mother, father, and daughter, came to the Lancaster Clinic. I took a very detailed medical history from the girl, looked at her EKGs, and found myself quite surprised. He says, quote, your pain isn't from your heart, I told her. And to prove it, I pressed firmly on her sternum, the bone in the middle of her chest that covers the heart. She flinched, quote, you're still tender because what you originally had was an inflammation there where the rib cartilage and the sternum meet. It is a condition called costa chondritis, which can sometimes set in after a cold or other viral infections. She and her parents looked startled, but I went on taking part, taking apart the puzzle piece by piece. On the night they had rushed her to the ER, her high anxiety caused her to exhibit the occasional ectopic or extra heartbeats. Her main diagnosis, mitral valve prolapse, may occur in as many as 10% of young women with slender builds like hers. The reason for this is not known, nor is there any conclusive evidence for why it should cause any pain, although in some patients it does. Similarly, the heart murmur that comes with it does not seem to be dangerous. Her pericarditis or inflammation around her heart was a misreading of her EKG, which is what the medical doctors told her she also had. The violence of her heart attack had probably made the ER doctor over-anxious to find something wrong originally. The remaining symptoms, nausea, vomiting, heart palpitations, dizziness, faintness, shortness of breath, and hyperventilation were brought on either by the medications or directly by her. I have tried, quote, I have tried to go back to the moment when your condition was born, I said, to show you how it built itself up step by step. In its present form, your disease is a reflex. It is being kept alive by your own expectations, end quote. Uh, this is Looking for Healing Radio, people. I want you to recognize these quotes are very significant. It is being kept alive, her symptoms, by her own expectations. At this point, the girl's parents looked quite offended. I knew the anxiety they felt stirring up, sitting up all night, worrying that she might be in real danger. To make the parents see that I wasn't blaming anybody, I told them about my experience on the airplane when the no smoking sign set my heart rate going. Add a little more fear to the situation, and my pounding heart could have been the start of a heart condition, just as convinced as their daughter's was. They were still uneasy. When their daughter suffered stabbing chest pains, they thought of her as a victim of illness. Now I seem to be saying that she was doing it to herself. The girl, Okay, so I'm going to continue here. They listened attentively because the doctor is talking. I tell them they can beat the cancer, and they quickly, anxiously agree. When he's referencing old patients that he's also seen when he's talking to his family, I tell them they can beat the cancer and they quickly anxiously agree. But when I'm alone again, I'm haunted by a terrible thought I see lurking in their eyes. Quote, you say I'm sick, but really I did it to myself. The girl had not spoken for quite a while. So I'm creating this thing, she finally said. No, I replied, but you are certainly participating in it. Try taking away your participation. I bet things will change. How do I do that? She asked. You have to break out of your own conditioning, I said. The next time you have an attack, just stand back, just step back from it for a little. Let the pain be there as innocently as you can. If she could do this, I told her the whole thing would probably evaporate. She listened and thanked me. Then I heard nothing more for two weeks. Perhaps I thought I had touched too many nerves. I had been making her disease more and more personal when what the family desperately hoped for was that it was impersonal. Conventional medicine goes out of its way to put diseases into neat classified boxes just so that the, part, the personal element is eliminated. I had noticed while interviewing her that the girl placed a huge importance on her diagnosis. How many of you at home are doing that? 
I continue. She would preface each episode by saying, when I get my mitral valve prolapse, it was as if these words explained everything. They were like a net that drew together all her symptoms and held them tight. When I mentioned this, she looked very thoughtful. She had invested so much in the words mitral valve prolapse that they had acquired a kind of magic over here. It was essential to break the spell of the magic, which can be uncannily powerful. And then it continues to go on. She said, I just watch the pain until it goes away. The accompanying symptoms, dizziness, vomiting, fainting, etc., all have disappeared after she would step back and just sit with the pain. The news was very good. She, she was off all medications just within a few weeks, and her attacks were now limited to occasional bouts of chest pain. Her parents would sometimes see her sitting with her eyes closed, and she would just tell them, I'm just focusing on the emotion and letting it disappear. Eventually, all of her pain disappeared. And for you all at home, I want you to recognize something. How many of you have put more credence on your diagnosis and have given it more power over you and have given it a name, a title, and a claim over your body and your mind? Your mind is projecting everything you continue to focus on. This is setting the stage for you to understand that the power of belief has a huge power over your influence for healing. Each of these individuals I was sharing stories on and with today, all healed. Prayer can help you heal. Your mindset and focus and reality can heal. And letting go of the reality the medical profession tries to give you of a diagnosis is another thing. It's one thing I've continued to remind people worldwide. Every time you're given a diagnosis, the medical doctor is only given it a name. You're simply experiencing a symptom. And most of those are psychological. There's something called psychosomatic. It's a term meaning mind over matter, mind over organs. And your brain can actually create symptoms anywhere in the human body. You just need to recognize everything is not so classified into boxes and as impersonal as the medical profession wants them to want you to believe they are. You have more power than you realize, even emotionally and mentally over your illnesses. And often you can eradicate them simply with your mind and your focus. All right. I'm Dr. Artis. This is Looking for Healing Radio. We're going to continue to build on this with every single episode. Remember, the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There's so much we have to unlearn, and I'm grateful to be a part of unlearning it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, logic, and with light. You are a being of light. So remember that when you're looking for healing, to always look within first. May God, the Almighty and author of all things, shine his divine light down upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warm and healing embrace. I'm Dr. Brian Artis, host of the Dr. Artis Show, CEO of Artist Labs, and I am here for Looking for Healing Radio Show. And make sure to tune in tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific. And until then, I say to you, God bless you and I love you.